What a weather weekend. I had so much fun. In the hour and a half or so that we got snow in the Inland Empire, I soaked up every minute of it. Literally soaked up. My hair was wet. I was wet. I was cracking up. My snowshoes were a pair of Vans, like shower shoes, style shoes. I got up. I took a shower. Dried my hair. I was going to go run some errands. And my neighbor, Phil, texts me. Did you know it's snowing outside? I went, wait, what? So I'm in my shower shoes. And some sweatpants and sweatshirt. You know, very Saturday attire. And I open up the blinds. And I'm like, what? So quickly, what does every good Southern California girl do? She just throws on her jacket. Oh, my gosh. I just stood out there like a dummy. It was great. And then I called everybody I knew, including all my friends and family in Northern California. And I was like, hey, I can finally match you on Snow Stories. Look what I got. And in fact, you guys get it occasionally, so mine is better this time around. Ha ha. Anyway, I hope you had fun this weekend in the snow. And if you didn't get any, at least that you had a uh, successful run through the storm system that we have. Now, we get a short break from the winter weather, but more rain and snow is expected. Several homes in La Cunada Flint Ridge have been affected by the mudslide. And the president sat down with ABC's David Muir last Friday. He says he intends to run. I'm curious about that. We're going to talk with ABC's Karen Travers in a minute because... If you intend on doing something, you've also just given yourself an out just in case you don't do it. Because at that point in time, when you were having a conversation talking about that, that was your intention. But maybe when push comes to shove, you can say, oh, no, I couldn't do it this time around. And here's why. Oh, and then we can't ever hold you to a promise. Anyway, I just thought that word was interesting. So we'll get into everything with Karen in just a few minutes. But let's start with some of these stories coming out of the KFI 24-hour newsroom. So we get a short break from the winter weather, but we have more rain and snow expected. The National Weather Service has issued a winter weather advisory for the mountains of L.A. County. That includes Acton and Mount Wilson. It'll be in effect until tomorrow afternoon. Snowfall of between 5 and 10 inches is expected. Heavy snow is possible tomorrow night and Wednesday, and that's when this winter storm watch will be in effect. 5.55 this morning, we'll be back on the line with the National Weather Service to get some more pinpointed information on what to expect. Now, several homes in La Cunada Flint Ridge have been affected by a mudslide. At least two of the homes were damaged yesterday. The slide happened near Paulette Place and Nightway. No injuries were reported. Tens of thousands of people in L.A. County lost power because of the storm. The L.A. DWP had more than 38,000 customers out as of late last night. Some of the hardest hit areas include Glassell Park, Hollywood, Chatsworth, Sun Valley and Woodland Hills. SoCal Edison reported about 5,000 power outages. L.A. City Council member Katie Yaroslavsky says she spoke with the GM of the Department of Water and Power about the frustration over the power outages. She says she was told all available crews are out making repairs. She says the DWP experienced what it calls level three damage to the electrical grid, which is kind of on par with the level of damage that a utility expects from a magnitude six earthquake or larger. DWP says crews have restored power to more than 127,000 customers as of Friday. 
Now, one of those DWP workers who was out trying to restore power has been hurt. He's in intensive care right now. The DWP says the injury happened Saturday in the San Fernando Valley. The I-5 has reopened through the grapevine. CHP says the roadway is still wet and slick, so drivers should just stay in line, follow behind traffic at a safe distance. Don't try and be Mario Andretti out there. The grapevine had been closed for days because of snow at elevations as low as 1,000 feet. The snow level is expected to reach 4,000 to 4,500 feet on Wednesday. You know what I thought was funny about the storm this weekend? I could not have given a flying fig last week as to what level, what elevation my house was. (laughs) I'm Googling what elevation is. And it was just ridiculous. And I thought, I wonder how many people are doing this for the first time, too, because you are hoping for snow. That was on Friday. The snow actually came in on Saturday morning for me. But it was just funny to see, wow, this is all stuff I would do if I lived at Big Bear or Wrightwood or somewhere like that. Not down in the Inland Empire, but it was great. Karen Travers, good morning to you. I found one word extremely interesting that President Biden used when he sat down with ABC's David Muir last Friday talking about everything from Ukraine to the train derailment in East Palestine. But it was when he was asked about whether he was going to run in 2024. And he said, that's my intention. And I went, intention is a word that you can get out of. Yeah, I mean, that's the word he's used all the time. Uh, so I wouldn't, you know, you know, think anything is different about that. That's the word the White House says uh, that, you know, when they talk and they answer questions about this, they say his intention is to run again. And the president has said uh, that, you know, he has said from the beginning his intention is to run again. But he had a little different phrasing this time, which we thought was interesting. He said, there are too many other things we have to finish in the near term before I start a campaign. So we kind of hinted that an, an announcement, if he is doing this, uh, is it could be a ways off. And I think, you know, that was notable because there's certainly, uh, you know, toward the end of last year after the midterm elections where Democrats had a better than expected showing and a lot of people thought he had a little bit of wind at his back, that maybe there would be something coming sooner than later, maybe a winter announcement, maybe an earlier spring announcement. That's where we are right now. Uh, But for the president to say, you know, we've got other things I want to get finished before I launch that next phase, if I launch that next phase, that was something notable. So we'll see. This could still be a little bit of ways away. Now, if you want to start reading tea leaves, does that mean it's more likely than not that he runs? Perhaps, because if he doesn't run, the longer he waits to say he's not running, that's longer than that others aren't putting together a campaign. If you're another Democrat that's going to run for the presidency, you know, that you're not talking to donors, that you're not doing staffing, that's hard to scramble then to put all that together. That's what I thought, too, is even in Mm -hmm. that moment for the Democratic Party as a whole, that puts them on hold. Absolutely. You know, it's kind of uh, freezes everybody out waiting to see what he does. The assumption is that he does do it. But if he says, you know, the last second, well, I'm not going to. I'm going to pass the torch on to somebody else. Then it's a scramble. And it's going to be interesting to see then how it goes. But everybody then is starting really fast to try and put things together. Does um, in these kinds of elections, in a presidential election, Mm -hmm. do you have people waiting in the wings just waiting for sort of the sign that, Okay, press go on your campaign. 
Uh, in, in terms to say the press or for in terms of no, the, the actual uh, like, the, the Democrats who might be running if oh, if if Joe yeah, Biden does not run. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's yeah, like waiting for that go signal. Yeah. Of like because nobody can do anything. Really. Right. You know, it, right. It, as, as of now, now people could if somebody wanted to challenge him, you certainly could. I mean, there's nothing stopping any Democrats saying like they wanted to challenge him in the primary. They're just not doing it right now. Of course, yeah. there isn't anybody that's saying I want to launch a, a battle in a primary and make it ugly and drawn out. But uh, if somebody wanted to, they could start, you know, doing a little outreach to donors and talking to staff and and having things ready to go in the wings should the president say he's not doing it. We're just not hearing anything like that right now. All right, Karen, thank you so much. Talk to you soon. Have a great day. All right, you too. ABC's Karen Travers. Let's get back to some of these stories coming out of the KFI 24-hour newsroom. Back to the weather and watchers say snowpack numbers are looking really good. The UC Berkeley Central Sierra Snow Lab has already recorded 120% of the average snowfall for the entire winter season, and it's still February. Lead scientist Andrew Schwartz says the lab has measured a whopping 432 inches of snow this water year. In a normal year, it's 360 inches. And storms predicted to hit this week could add another 5 to 10 feet to the snowpack, which is at 176% of normal for this time of year. The snowpack generally peaks around late March or early April and determines how much water will be available for use in the coming year. Amy King, KFI News. Not again. Turkey. They had a, a magnitude 5.6 aftershock hit Turkey, killing at least one more person. More buildings have been destroyed. Dozens of people are hurt. The country is still trying to recover from that large quake weeks ago that killed more than 50,000 people across southern Turkey and northwest Syria. And here's the problem is maybe a 5.6. I mean, it's, it's big. Don't get me wrong. But maybe a 5.6 compared to the 7.8 that kicked off all of this death and destruction in Turkey seems small, but your buildings are teetering. You know, it's not like they have the infrastructure that we have here. And so these buildings, maybe some of them were barely holding on to their foundations as as it was, or they were tilting or, you know, whatever it happens to be. You don't need an aftershock of that size right now. And yet they just keep coming. The U.S. Energy Department has apparently determined the COVID-19 pandemic most likely started with a laboratory leak in China. The Wall Street Journal says the conclusion is a classified intelligence report that was recently provided to the White House and key members of Congress. The FBI also found the virus likely spread because of a mishap at a laboratory. Four other intelligence agencies still say it was likely the result of natural transmission. Three men have been hurt in a shooting in Fullerton. It was reported late last night at an apartment complex on Franklin Avenue. Investigators are trying to figure out Who did the shooting? And the Environmental Protection Agency is taking over the disposal of hazardous waste from the train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio. Administrator Deborah Shore says EPA certified facilities have been found to accept at least some of the waste. Some of the liquid wastes will be sent to a facility in Vickery, Ohio, where it will be disposed of in an underground injection well. She says Norfolk Southern will begin shipping solid waste to the Heritage Incinerator in East Liverpool, Ohio. The Department of Transportation will oversee the transportation of the waste to the sites, and the EPA says it will continue to monitor water wells in the area. I think this is get a short break from the winter weather with more rain and snow on the way music. 
because that's what we have today. Also, we're keeping an eye on several homes in La Cunada, Flint Ridge that have been affected by this mudslide. And I was just reading a story that Tesla is expected to announce big news today. So right after Handle buys a Tesla. (laughs) Several media outlets are reporting that Elon Musk will reveal the next model for the electric car company today. I don't know why that makes me smile. (laughs) I think I like any time that I can tease Handle about something. So I can be like, oh, you mean that old Tesla that you got, that old model Tesla? Could have just waited and got the new one, couldn't you? Coming up also uh, this morning, we're going to talk with ABC's Tom Rivers at 535. Man, did you see what was going on in Israel and Palestine over the weekend? You had Israeli settlers torching homes and cars after a deadly attack in the West Bank this weekend. You had a couple of Israelis shot and killed, one of the settler leaders say. So we'll talk more about that. And don't forget this morning, we're going to get another update on what's going on with the weather coming up at 555. We'll have the National Weather Service then to help us out. Now, officials from Michigan and Texas say they did not get any warning that contaminated soil and water from the train derailment in Ohio would be coming to their jurisdictions. Over a million gallons of toxic waste have been removed from the accident site in East Palestine. And officials in Italy say at least 59 people are dead after a wooden boat carrying migrants broke apart on the rocks off the country's coast. The first few bodies washed up on shore in Italy early Sunday morning. The death toll is likely to rise because they have bad weather affecting the search efforts. All right, let's get into your biz bites this morning. Cocaine bear. I knew it was going to do well at the box office, right? Here's what I did not expect. I did not expect cocaine bear to soar. And then the Ant-Man movie, Quantumania, start to fall the way that it did. So Cocaine Bear, I love this story. Who wrote this story? Mercury News, a guy named Jake Coyle from the Associated Press wrote this. Cocaine Bear sniffed up $23.1 million in its opening weekend. While Marvel's Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania shrank unusually quickly in its second weekend. That was kind of a surprise. Stop it. I'm serious. Stop. Really? People went to go see Cocaine Bear. No, I mean these little le- these little teases that you're doing. Yeah, sniffed up. I did. I just said that I'm. I know. Jake I, Coyle. I acknowledge that you're reading a piece of paper, but I, still, I still love it. You know, I'm down for a good dad joke. In fact, total sidebar. JJLKFI on Twitter, send me your best dad joke this morning. Because if it's really good, I'll read it on the air, just for Tyler. Because it will bother him so much. I like dad jokes. Dad jokes are the best. Hey, Tyler. Yeah, Jen. Why didn't the skeleton go to the dance? Why? Because he didn't have any body to go with. Oh, no. (laughs) Apple's iPhone clean energy charging has caused some weird shaming on social media. So, I guess Apple iPhone users got all riled up on Sunday when they became aware of somewhat new features that are intended to reduce the carbon footprint by charging only when lower carbon emission electricity is available. So Apple introduced this clean energy charging with the release of the iOS 16. And this was back in October of last year. 
And the company claims that when the mode is enabled and the phone is connected to a charger, the iPhone gets a report of carbon emissions that are generated by the local energy grid and uses that information to figure out when it should actually charge the iPhone. Well, one user on Twitter said, hold on, because they noticed that their iPhone was charging slower and wondered if it could be because of the clean energy charging. Some of the users who tweeted about the new feature also want to find a way to turn it off because of that exact thing, the slow charging. Amazon is selling products that contain, oh, you guys, I never even knew I'd do a story about this, donkey meat. There is a lawsuit accusing Amazon of breaking the law in California for allegedly selling products that contains donkey meat. First off, I did not know that. Secondly, I did not know we had a Center for Contemporary Equine Studies that claims Amazon is illegally selling products that contain a gelatin made from donkey skin. The product is called Gelatina Nigra, and it is used in a lot of Chinese medicine, really, but it's mainly exported from African countries like Kenya or Ghana. And they say that the users of this gelatin believe that it treats a variety of conditions like dizziness, bleeding, dry cough, now, a nonprofit says it can be found, though, in anything from food and drink products to cosmetics. And the lawsuit is asking Amazon to ban the use of this donkey, I don't know, gelatin, I guess, or face potential fines of a million dollars a year. So I guess Amazon's going to have to go through and ask then it's, you know, uh, the companies that are on its site. Uh, excuse me. Everybody who uses donkey gelatin, please raise your hand. Hey, Jen. Hey, Tyler. What'd the cannibal do when he got frustrated? I don't know. He threw up his hands. Oh, that makes me happy. There is a lawmaker in South Carolina who has introduced, I'm kidding you guys, the Yankee tax. Now, the Yankee tax would require new people, new residents of his state, to pay up to $500 more if you move to the Palmetto State. Now, if passed by a state referendum, anybody who moves from out of state into South Carolina would be required to pay two times 250 bucks for a new driver's license and 250 bucks for your vehicle registration for a total of 500 bucks. Now, uh, the lawmaker, Stephen Goldfinch, says, I'm not trying to build a wall, and this is not a fee against new residents. Yes, it is. It's a fee for people to catch up with the rest of us. Hi, so if I move in from California, where, forgive me, Representative Goldfinch, but my payments for driver's license and vehicle registration are through the freaking roof. Do you give me $500 to catch up with me? When I come up to your state or when I come to your state. And can you call that the California catch-up tax? <clears throat> I don't like that one, just in case you hadn't noticed. Do you read the comic strip Dilbert? Newspapers across the country have dropped Dilbert because the creator went on this freaking racist tirade. Calling black Americans a hate group? and suggesting that white people should get the hell away from them. When somebody goes on a little rant like this, 
It's like that show Snapped, you know, where they say a woman snaps and kills her husband, which I refer to as educational television. I know I'm horrible. Anyway, I mean, he's a successful guy. Is he not smart enough to know that this could tank his career, even if that's the way he feels? Now, Scott Adams, who's the cartoonist behind Dilbert, effectively encouraged segregation in this rant on YouTube. His comments came in response to a poll from the conservative firm Rasmussen, and it said that 53% of black Americans agreed with the statement, it's okay to be white. Like it's okay to be black or Asian or whatever. If nearly half of all blacks are not okay with white people, he says, according to this poll, that means they're a hate group. And then he uh, said, I don't want anything to do with them. Oh, way to go. It just gets better and better. And I would say, based on the current way things are going, the best advice I would give to white people is to get the hell away from black people. Just get the F away because there is no fixing this. Hey, Tyler. Yeah, Jen. Where do you keep the sled dogs? I don't know where. In the mushroom. Thank you, heater case. Nice. This is a Monday morning. It is your wake up call. I'm Jennifer Jones Lee. We were we completely got off on a tangent earlier about dad jokes. And uh, I said, hit me up on Twitter, JJLKFI, and uh, we'll throw some of your dad jokes in this hour. So uh, (laughs) you guys are cracking me up this morning. I'll try and get more in as we keep going. Hey, we've got this short break from the winter weather, but more rain and snow is on the way. Also, keeping an eye on several homes in La Cunada, Flint Ridge that have been affected by the mudslide. At least two of the homes were damaged yesterday near Paulette Place and Nightway. And also, we've got tens of thousands of people in L.A. County who lost power because of the storm. At one point, there were more than 38,000 customers. This is as of late last night, but crews are working their tails off to try and restore power. Just keep this in mind. Even an L.A. DWP worker has been hurt while he was trying to restore power. He's in intensive care. The DWP says the injury happened Saturday in the San Fernando Valley. And to all those DWP workers out there who are working to get the power back on and whatnot in our areas, I'm telling you, we don't thank you enough, but we do thank you for your hard work. Tom Rivers, good morning to you. So let's talk a little bit about what's going on between Israel and Palestine and what the leaders have done to step forward to try and make some of this tension stop in the West Bank. Yeah, it's kind of kind of been under the radar. As you know, tensions have been rising for the past year, thereabouts, and accelerating the past couple of months. And just like last week, we had uh, Israeli soldiers going to Nablus, killing at least 10, mostly militants. Uh, over the weekend, we had uh, Israeli settlers, Uh, two of whom were shot dead by a Palestinian gunman. On the back of that outrage, we had the settlers going to a uh, town in the northern part of the West Bank and um, basically torching at least 30 homes, 15 cars, one person killed, uh, four people seriously injured. So this is going back, tit for tat. Enter Jordan. Jordan has said, uh, let's try to develop some confidence-building steps if we can. So uh, they met, and uh, one of the precepts was to, uh, in essence, halt new settlement approvals in the West Bank for the next four to six months. That's not going to solve the whole issue, but it might get things going in the right direction. 
They're going to have another meeting in Egypt in one month. If we revisit it at that time, we'll see if this thing is showing a little bit of uh, confidence or if this thing is just going to be uh, jettisoned. Uh, the mood does not look good right now, though. Yeah. And when it comes to some of the, these torching and these attacks that I saw, are these sort of lone wolf groups or are they groups that would actually listen to the leaders of the country and say, OK, hey, we're supposed to back off for a little while and, you know, help uh, diminish the tension here? Or are they going to say, screw what you guys say, we're going to go forward with our anger? Probably the latter, sadly. Um, and that's kind of where we are right now. Um, when You know, as we see, that if, if, if a gunman kills, in this case, two settlers, you, you know, you, you can't bottle up that anger, that rage, that retaliation. And that's what we saw then, uh, you know, later on in the day. So, yes, this is going back and forth, as I say. And they have to find some way to, you know, with short measures, short uh, procedures to try to get things calm down and this this is certainly not going to be a game changer but it could uh it could go in the right direction and again it's going to take time a lot of time down the road and when it comes to time down the road i guess then my last question for you is uh even after this four to six months even after this time period where things are supposed to diminish what happens after that? What what happens if everybody behaves themselves for the time being? Is this one of yeah. those things where we're just giving you a date to then be game on again? Well, again, you, you, you try to build upon that, and, and, and there's no guarantee that you can. But that would be the hope. Uh, you can get other measures in place. But you're right. If, they, if you get to four months and you say, well, that's it. That's all, that, 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 that's all you have written. Well, we're back to square one then. Um, so yes, this is not uh, the be all, be all and end all, but it is something that may prove useful because uh, we're in some pretty difficult times right now. All right, Tom. Thank you so much for explaining it. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. ABC's Tom Rivers. Did you hear about this? Hold, hold, hold. We are standing down due to a T-tab ground issue. Ugh, SpaceX had to scrub a planned launch that would have sent four crew members to the International Space Station. That was supposed to happen overnight at the Kennedy Space Center in Florida. The launch was stopped less than three minutes before the scheduled liftoff because of an ignition issue. The mission was supposed to last six months. Hey, hey Tyler. It doesn't matter how much you push the envelope. It'll still be stationary. It's Dad Joke Monday on KFI. If you hadn't heard. The Supreme Court is about to hear arguments in two cases challenging President Biden's student loan forgiveness plan. The first challenge to Biden's plan is led by a group of Republican-led states that won their case in the lower courts. They call the program an illegal abuse of power and a $430 billion giveaway without Congress's consent. ABC's Ike Jachi says the second challenge is from a conservative-leaning group representing two student loan borrowers. They say... The Biden administration acted arbitrarily in how it set up the program by excluding some loans and setting limits on how much forgiveness a borrower is entitled to. Arguments are set for tomorrow. And a father is walking across Riverside County to call attention to the sentencing of the man responsible for his daughter's fatal 
fentanyl overdose. The 60-mile walk for justice started Friday in Temecula and ends today at the federal courthouse in Riverside. I'm going to plead my best case uh, when I give my victim impact statement to try to get this judge to impose the maximum sentence, which in this case is 20 years. One year for every year my daughter was alive on this earth. Matt Capaluto says his daughter had no idea she wasn't getting a painkiller, but Brandon McDowell admitted everything in a plea deal. That he knew the pills contained fentanyl and he admitted knowing the dangers of fentanyl. The judge this afternoon can sentence McDowell to anywhere from probation to 20 years in prison. Corbin Carson, KFI News. All right. This is the weirdest story (laughs) that I saw last night. Would you like to send your faraway lover a kiss? (laughs) Okay. Anyway, anytime that you say, do you want to send somebody a kiss, followed by the word contraption, you get my attention. There is a Chinese contraption with warm, moving silicon lips that appears to be the answer. The device is advertised as a way to let long-distance couples share a real physical intimacy. And apparently, Chinese social media users are going crazy over this thing. Some of them are like, (gasps) and others of them are like, hey. Equipped with pressure sensors and actuators, the device is said to be able to mimic a real kiss by replicating the pressure, the movement, and the temperature of a user's lips. And along with the kissing motion, please, it's got the sound also. It's got a transmitter in it that apparently can make the sound that the user is making. However... There are many social media users who saw this, the funny side of the device and said it was creepy and vulgar. And let me kind of explain to you what it looks like. It's almost a, um, uh, okay, so it, let's see, a breathalyzer. It reminds me of a breathalyzer, a handheld breathalyzer, okay? But imagine a breathalyzer that you could stick your phone on top of. but. Same way as a breathalyzer has something that you blow into, this has a hole that you put your lips on, and it has the other person's lips on the other side of it, and then you smooch. Going back to the vulgar and creepy part. One user says, I don't understand. I'm utterly shocked. Several hashtags about the device have racked up hundreds of millions of views over the weekend. And to send a kiss, you have to download, I guess, this mobile app or app on your phone, plug in the device into your charging port. And after pairing with their partners in the app, so go in and find your partner. Couples can start a video call and then make out into each other's device. I can't. I always say I'll try anything once. Uh, Seriously, that's kind of my motto in life. I'll try anything once, right? What the hell? I don't feel like I need to try that one. Or I'm getting old. One of the two. Let's say good morning now to ABC's Jim Ryan. Boy, Jim, if you were somebody in Michigan or in Texas and all of a sudden you thought, wait, what? I've got all of the the offloading in the water and the soil of that train derailment in Ohio headed my way. Where the hell did that come from? 
Well, it had to go somewhere, right? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody was watching the uh, the cleanup, the mitigation effort out there in East Palestine, Ohio, where the train derailed last week, I guess it was. The firefighting efforts that were underway, and they, they watched as the water was uh, collected, siphoned off, put into tanker trucks. The soil, the contaminated soil from that disaster being scraped up and put onto trucks. And somebody said, where's that stuff going? Well, the water we find out, is coming to Texas. Uh-huh. About a half million gallons of it already has made its way to the Houston area, to a facility down there. 4,000 square yards of the contaminated soil has gone to a facility in Michigan. Now, both of these places are are uh, certified and they're trained, the employees are trained to deal with this kind of thing. But I think the, the, the problem came, according to officials in Texas and Michigan, because uh, they weren't told that these shipments were on their way. Now, it's possible that they didn't have to be told. It was uh, Norfolk Southern, the railroad that was in charge of of hiring a transport company and then hiring the facilities in Michigan and Texas. And they possibly might not have had to make any sort of notification. Yeah, it was in Wayne County uh, in Michigan that I think one of the executives there made a news con or did a news conference on Friday night and was like, wait, what? You know, yes, I know we've got the facilities here, but we weren't told what's going on. And he said, even now we're just getting bits and pieces of sketchy information. And I think that's that's all part of it. You want transparency should something like this be coming into your area. And even though you might have the facility there to handle it, you at least would like to know that it's headed your way. Exactly right. And that's what Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee, who represents the Houston area, was saying. She said that she didn't know this was happening. Uh, She said the EPA didn't realize that this was happening. Uh, the, the, interestingly, though, the mayor of Deer Park, Texas, where Texas Molecular oper- operates, that's where the water contamination facility is located. He says he's fine with it. This company's been running for more than 40 years. They deal with contaminated water from oil and gas wells all the time. And now they're dealing with the stuff from this train accident. So he says, I'm all right with it, uh, just as long as they can get it here safely. You know, somebody else, maybe it was on Twitter or something like that, that was like, oh, great. Let's give this stuff that just contaminated the water and the soil and whatever. Let's move it again. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in other words, great. If it happened one time, I don't think that somebody wants this going by their backyard again. But I, I know it's just considering, wow, it makes us all think that could happen in my backyard. I think that's the worry. You're right. Yes. And and what's more, this stuff is being transported not by rail cars, which, you know, railroads are, are in most cases fairly isolated from the the, the, the town. These are going through highways and interstates and, and places where you and I are driving, too. So if there yeah. were an accident, uh, possibly could get caught up in something like this. All right. Thank you so much, Jim. Right. I appreciate it. See you, Jim. See you later. ABC's Jim Ryan. Did you watch the SAG Awards last night? Because the 29th annual Screen Actors Guild Awards are in the books. Hollywood's biggest names gathered for the SAG Awards in Los Angeles last night with the multiverse comedy drama Everything, Everywhere, All at Once winning Best Cast. Lead actress Michelle Yeoh highlighted the film's three individual honors with the Best Actress Award. Brendan Fraser won Best Actor for his role in The Whale. ABC's Abbott Elementary won Best Comedy Ensemble. And HBO's The White Lotus won Best Drama Ensemble. Actress Sally Field received the SAG Award for Lifetime Achievement. Mark Rahner, KFI News. Hey, Tyler. Yeah, Jen. What do you call a well-balanced horse? I don't know. What do you call a well-balanced horse? Stable. Hey, Jen. Yeah, Tyler? Why can't a nose be 12 inches long? 
something Pinocchio-y? Because then it'd be a foot. I love the show this morning. Metro is bumping up the cost to use its fast track lanes. The maximum toll rate on Metro Express lanes will be increased from $2.20 a mile to $2.30 a mile starting uh, March 31st. The agency says minimum toll rates of $0.35 cents a mile during peak hours and $0.10 cents a mile during off-peak hours will remain unchanged. Now, the stormy weather that hit California is moving east fast. The powerful storms rolled across the plains in the middle of the night with destructive winds from the Texas panhandle to Kansas. People in Oklahoma City were urged to take immediate shelter after a confirmed tornado was on the move just outside the city. Now, this woman in Norman, Oklahoma, says she was with her kids when a tornado hit. We realized like the whole roof is gone, walls, the boards, the whatever all that stuff is just all around us. And so I called to get someone to kind of try to help us get out of there because we were trapped. She says it's a miracle they survived the twister-damaged homes, fractured gas lines, and downed trees and utility wires. That breaks my heart. You could hear, like, the terror in her voice. You know that nervousness that you get when you're sort of in shock about something that just happened to you? That clearly was in that woman's voice. Todd Hall, National Weather Service Senior Meteorologist. Welcome back to Wake Up Call. So we we get a, a kind of break in the storms, but we've got more on the way. Uh, that's in, that's in exactly right. We have uh, we're actually starting to see some rain here in Ventura County right now, so it's going to push in through into the LA Basin through the day. So let's talk about what happened over the weekend because I have to tell you, like I was, I don't even know, five years old again. The minute that my neighbor texted me, "Hey, it's snowing outside," in my Vans shower shoes, so basically flip flops. I go running out into the backyard and I'm like, woo, doing videos of snow falling on my palm tree. I was thrilled. Yeah, it was, it's a, it's a pretty rare sighting. I mean, I grew up in Southern California too. So it's, it's only happened, you know, growing up some of the valleys of Southern California and only happens about, you know, a handful of times in your lifetime. So it's, it's kind of, it's impressive to see. Absolutely. I'm new to this neighborhood that I'm living in. And so of course I was asking everybody, When's the last time it snowed here? And none of them who have lived there for decades said, I don't ever remember it happening here. So I I went around the neighborhood telling everybody I was their good luck snow charm. Like that's a thing in Southern California, but I made it one. So when it comes to rainfall and snow totals over the weekend, what did we see in Southern California? So in general, we saw, you know, looking at the rain, we saw anywhere between two and four inches. And we even had some local reports up to to five inches in our, our valley areas. Uh, and then as we got up into the mountains, uh, five to 10 inches, we probably, some of the water climate could have even approached 12 inches. We'll see what happens with that. As far as snowfall totals, um, Mountain High uh, reported yesterday 93 inches with the storm total um, for the storm. And, and they only take their observation once a day. So there is some compaction in that observation to take as in the National Weather Service. We typically take those observations a little more frequently. So it's entirely possible some of the elevations up near Mountain High could have had over 100 inches of snow. Um, and even one of, one of the report in Ventura County at Mount Pinos, about 8,000 8, feet, had roughly about 72 inches of snow uh, reported. So, yeah, it, it, was, a, it was a pretty good uh, storm and certainly the most significant since the late, late 1980s. 
So when um, when this kind of weather happens, uh, it, how does it compare to, say, February's in the past as far as just overall Southern California weather? Is this a colder, crazier storm than we normally see at the end of February? Yeah, we, we have some, you know, we have... We are prone to cold weather with a lot of these storms in January and February, and that's what makes these storms kind of unique because that's when we get those Arctic air masses that kind of come that uh, dip farther south. So, uh, to put a, a significance on it, we've been five days below 60 degrees at downtown LA so far, and and we're shaping up to, you know, to have three additional days that would put us probably in the coldest stretch for downtown since since 2005, January of 2005. Um, so it's put some significance to it. So normally, I mean, we, you know, downtown LA averages a, a high about the, the mid to upper 60s uh, for this time of year. So it's it's to have it, you know, extended period of time below 60 degrees is, is quite something. I mean, some of our some of our valley and desert areas only made into the 40s. Uh, over the weekend. So it's it's been some, there's been some chilly days. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm one of those areas and I loved it. It was awesome. So let me ask you the obligatory question. So Todd, does this weekend's rain help us get out of the drought? <laughs> still need more, still need more. Unfortunately, we still have a, we are making a pretty good dent. Uh, even yesterday, we were getting some snow up into uh, the Colorado River Basin. So that, that helps. So uh, so this storm that we had was moving into Arizona and, and uh, southeastern Utah, southwestern Colorado. So that was making, that was producing some snow into the Colorado River Basin, which helps Southern California as far as the drought. So, I mean, there's, we're, we're making a dent. We just need to continue to have, you know, some more systems come our way, and, and hopefully we can we can make up that deficit. But it's getting kind of late in the year. We'll see what happens. We or There's still a, a possibility of something maybe towards early to middle portion of next week that could still have, you know, that still could have rain implications and, and maybe mountain snow uh, for Southern California. Okay, so in your best National Weather Service meteorologist voice, give me today's forecast one more time. Uh, periods of rain across the Yellow Basin, highs uh, in the upper 40s to 50s. Okay, you know why I had you do that? Because I have to give the weather uh, four times an hour for the rest of the day. I'm going to copy and paste that, and every time I say SoCal Weather from KFI, I'm just going to play your cut. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> Thank you so much, Todd. You're great. Talk to you soon. All right. Thank All you. All right. Bye-bye. See you later. Hey, Tyler. Yeah, Jen. What do you call a boomerang that doesn't work? I don't know, Jen. What do you call it? A stick. Hey, Jen. Yeah, Tyler? You hear about that guy that got hit in the head with a soda can? What? No. He's lucky it was a soft drink. Hey, Tyler. Yeah, Jen. What did the termite ask the bartender when he walked into the bar? Ooh, I don't know. What did he ask him? Is the bartender here? It's KFI and KOST HD2, Los Angeles, Orange County. Hey, Tyler, you think they'll let us do the show tomorrow? (laughs) Your guess is as good as mine. (laughs) After we did Dad Joke Monday, I don't even really remember how we got to Dad Joke Monday, but you know what? What the hell? It's Wake Up Call. It's a Monday, and we had snow over the weekend. So there you go. 